good morning. Love seeing my church family and what a privilege it is to be here with you. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Tracy Bryan. My husband Scott and I um, were very fortunate to be called to this church almost a decade ago, and Lynette gets all the credit for that, um, so she gets the assist. Um, but one of the things we've loved about being a part of this church is that we understand that we are to be a real church, meeting very real needs, and that we demonstrate a very real faith that motivates us in all that we do. And in, in the world of work, like many of you, I also have the privilege of serving our community and have, have the opportunity today to bring those worlds together. Um, I lead an organization called the Bridge of Southern New Mexico, and basically the bridge is the table around which the top leaders in our community in business, education, economic development, and government meet to discuss the challenges and the solutions relating to two things, increasing high school and college completion rates, and in building the skilled and ready workforce our community needs to succeed, but also helping our families be equipped for the careers and the jobs that are here. Today's going to be a different message, um, and I'm very grateful to Dennis and the elders for allowing me the privilege of sharing this work that is going on in our community with you. We are addressing a crisis that's plaguing communities like ours across the country, and now we're sort of leading them in the work that's underway. Um, and the really important thing about being with you guys is our single greatest barrier to awareness is simply, or excuse me, to our success is lack of awareness. Just making people aware that we actually have everything we need to be successful here. So, so today I want to talk about education. And I want to talk about it in a different way, and it's kind of perfect timing as everyone has recently gone back to school. But I want to talk about education, I want to talk about why why and how education is intricately woven now into preparedness for the world of work, what education means to us as a community, and how we need to rethink about education in order to change the future for our children, our families, and our community. And it's something in which we all have a role to play. And we know from scriptures that God works best in unity, right? There's this consistent drumbeat of being of one mind, one accord, intent on one purpose. If you look in the scriptures, Paul says to the Philippians, therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation in love, if any fellowship in the spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, and it, excuse me, and intent on one, united in spirit and intent on one purpose. He says to the Corinthians, now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree there be no divisions among you but that you be made complete in the same mind and of the same judgment. And even back in the Psalms, it says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Well, in the philanthropic and nonprofit worlds, they call that collective impact because common, common purpose and common goals when unity is in action can create community transformation. But the Bible's been saying it all along. Right now in our country... The political divisiveness is really keeping us from working in unity. People who want the exact same things are not even discussing solutions together. And in the work that I have been a privilege to be a part of in the local and national levels, I want to assure you, we all want the same thing. 
We all want our kids to have a wonderful education. We all want our young people prepared for promising futures. We all want our families to have the economic means that they need to thrive. And in New Mexico as a state, we've suffered from a lack of unity. Disjointed systems have worked independent of one another or even in competition with each other, and it's left people without smooth transitions from one place to the next, or sometimes even awareness of the opportunities and the resources that are available to them. In the book of Hosea, God speaks through his prophet to the nation of Israel, who was not acting in unity, and it was having a negative effect on the land. He says in, in chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, I think that you may know, may have seen the headlines, as of July, New Mexico ranked 50th as best places to raise a child, according to the Annie E. Casey Kids Count Data Report. As part of determining that ranking, we rank 50th in education and 49th in economy. Well, in Doniana County, economy is a big deal because one in four people in our county lives in poverty. But the percentages get higher the younger you look. And with what studies tell us about children who grow up in poverty being far more likely to stay there for the rest of their lives, this is a devastating picture for us as a community. And we don't have time to wait and study. We know what we must do. We need to bring our systems back into alignment. We need to connect our people to the knowledge and resources that are available to them because we have literally everything we need here to be successful. And at the heart of this transformation is remembering what we were created to do in the first place. We were created for a purpose. If you look in Genesis 1, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let us have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. In Genesis 2, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Now, those verses come after Genesis 1 where we see God at work in creation. So for us, work is just one more reflection of the divine nature in us. In Ephesians 2, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And, you know, last week, Pastor Roy was talking about calling, and with no coordination between he and I, by the way, this kind of matches, because is, is, is it that we understand our work is part of our calling? That, that work related to purpose, related to calling, is all one thing? Because the subject of work is very important to the Lord. He doesn't see a difference in the sacred and the secular. It's all sacred to him. Look in Colossians 3. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you're serving. Well, over the past couple of decades, something has changed, a very subtle shift. And that subtle shift has changed literally everything. When we started thinking about the future, preparing our children and ourselves for the future, we set a little bit of a different target. We started talking about college, and we meant university. And that's understandable, right? The, you know, the agrarian economy gave way to the Industrial Revolution, the scientific and technological revolution. And then you find yourself in the information age, and now here we are in the digital age. So indeed, the world of work has changed, and so have our qualifications for being successful in it. And college is an integral part of being 
ready. But the problem is, when we were focusing on university as the target, we started making our, our kids college ready, which was a good thing, but we started preparing professional students rather than professionals simply because we had shifted the target. Now this graphic here shows why we did it. This is lifetime earnings based on how far you went in your education. And so this graph tells us that the farther I go in my education, the more likely I'm, I'm going to earn more money over the course of my life. And this is why parents are absolutely certain, according to a study by Pew Charitable Trust, that making sure their, their, their children have a college education is vital to their success. And that is true. But when we started pointing them toward college as a destination, rather than understanding it outside of career readiness, we got disconnected. It started contributing to students not finishing high school because really the information had no application if they had no intention of going on to college. And, and information disconnected from application is like, why do I need to learn algebra too, right? But what happened is, is then we found out that the number one strategy for preventing a high school dropout is connecting what they learn to how they'll apply it in the world of work. So, so for students who did make it through high school and went on to college, um, we told them any four-year degree in any field would do. And all the while, the cost of education skyrocketed 200% over 30 years. Four-year degrees began to take six years to earn. We started to see a problem. Because once upon a time, that story that was true in our country was not true anymore all the time. And this problem has become a crisis in our country with a complete misalignment, well, mostly, between education and how I will use it in employment or in entrepreneurism. This has been frequently identified as the single greatest barrier to our continued economic growth as a country, and it is a threat to our national security. Simply stated, we failed to align education with destination work. And it's having a cataclysmic impact on our young people and our families because it's not where the jobs are all the time. The majority of jobs, 40% are in the middle. They need more than a high school diploma, but not quite a college degree. They need things like career certifications, which can be earned in as little as a few weeks, a few months, a year or less, or two-year degree in addition to the four-year degrees and higher, right? But we need to understand where we're trying to go in order to use the options that are available to us. And, and those jobs with high school diplomas are the ones that are going away and getting replaced by robots. And that's like a real thing. So, so what has happened now is of the students that did go on to college, one out of two finished their four-year degree in six years. 44.2 million adults have student loan debt totaling $1.48 trillion. That's $620 billion more than all credit card debt. Of the class of 2017 that did graduate, they left school with $39,400 in debt, which was up 6% from the year before and impacts their monthly budget by $351. One in 10 students are defaulting on their loans, which has a very negative impact on their credit. One in three college graduates is underemployed, meaning they're in a job that didn't require the four-year degree that they worked so hard to get and paid so much to obtain. 
And all this is why two out of five young people, 18 to 34 years of age, are living at home with parents, grandparents, or other family members. Now, I want to make sure you don't misinterpret what I am saying. I am not saying don't go to college. College is absolutely key in the workforce of today. And it is those who have some level of college that are least likely to be unemployed. But college ought not be the target. And we need to have a bigger understanding of college and know ahead of time how it will be used in the careers toward which we aim. So what if we got back into biblical alignment? What if we changed our thinking back to making work, our calling, the target toward which we aim and saw education as part of the journey that gets us there? And what if the destination became the answer to what Pastor Roy asked us last week? Where are we best positioned to serve God in our generation? You see, this isn't a secular subject. It's absolutely biblical. If we return to the target of career-filled destination, we would become more informed consumers of the educational choices that are available to us. And by keeping the end in mind, it would, choose the road we it would determine the, the road we choose to take, the time it takes to get there, and the cost of the trip. Because what's true today as it relates to education is that success happens at many levels. Career certifications, two-year degrees, four-year degrees and higher all have value. But understanding how you're going to use them is what matters. See, academic outcomes have economic impacts, good and bad. And where you're going is what matters. Because if we looked at the economics of educational choices, all four-year degrees are not created equal. Those first three bars show lifetime earnings of four-year degrees in social work, communications, and um, nutrition. And I have the communications one, so I'm right there, you know. But they're out-earned by a, a commercial truck driver with a certification, a diagnostic medical sonographer with a two-year degree, a welder with a certification, and a two-year degree web developer. Now, it's fine. I would have gone into communications anyway, but it allows me to make a better choice on how to fund my education, right, if I understand the outcome at the end of the day. And interestingly, in New Mexico, did you know the majority of jobs that pay over $55,000 are in the middle? According to the, George, <clears throat> the Georgetown University uh, College, uh, College of Education and, or Education and Workforce, in New Mexico, 52% of jobs don't require a four-year degree that pay over this amount. In fact, they on average, they pay $58,000. Uh, $58, and, and these are considered good jobs. But then we tell our people, well, we tell our people college, 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 but this is why destination matters. You want to put yourself in a position to serve God in your generation, right? And you want to do it while having the ability to meet your financial needs in real jobs that need real people with real qualifications. And this is not just critical to families. It is critical to our state. So I want to talk to parents for a minute. You have a role to play in this. Grandparents, if you're raising kids, you have a role to play in this. We hear a lot about, oh, there's no jobs. Oh, there's no jobs, which isn't true. And then we're stunned that we have this exodus of 20 to 34-year-olds in our state. What if we gave them a reason to stay? What if we told them there are opportunities in New Mexico that are here because they are? What if we told them they will build the New Mexico that can be in the future? 
what if we help them know they have a vital role to play in building the future for themselves and that we need them here? Scripture says in, in Psalm 127, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Well, the Family Life Ministry recently completed a parenting curriculum called The Art of Parenting. And they take this concept of thinking of our children as arrows and, and, and helping us understand our roles as stewards of them, not owners. And these arrows are intended to leave our hands and our homes. They broke down their curriculum into four components, but it is the last one, mission, that applies to this. Every person needs a reason to live, a driving passion or calling that provides meaning and impact. This is a person's mission. How can we help our kids, even today, think about their mission? Where could we start that conversation? We can start it in prayer. You know, Family Life also did a survey, and they found that while 75% of parents pray for their children, only 35% are praying with their children. What if we approach the Lord together with our children to ask God where he would use them today and in the future? Where would God use them to serve him in their generation? Do you think it would make a difference if you prayed with your kids daily? You know, the Lord has had to do a lot of work over the last 28 years that Scott and I have walked with him. But one of the things I'm so grateful for was that we prayed with those kids every night. And now, as adults, one pursuing his medical training and the other flying helicopters in the Air Force, they call even today for prayer because they saw God work on their behalf. They saw God lead them step by step. So would it make a difference if you pray for your kids? I'm just giving you a testimony. Yes. Yes, it will. And as for education, yes, things have changed a lot. And, uh, and, and while that has, that has changed, Scripture's pretty clear about who's really primarily responsibility for, educa for educating our children. If you look in Deuteronomy, you shall teach my commands diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. Deuteronomy 11 says almost exactly the same thing. And in Ephesians 6, it says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So we're the primary educators of our children, but we need to understand our teachers are partners in this, right? We all want the same things. And the research proves it. Even today, the research proves it. Parents, and this can apply to grandparents raising kids, those, regardless of your income or background, those who help their children and stay involved in their education, those children will be more likely to earn higher grades and higher test scores, enroll in higher level programs. They're more likely to be promoted, pass their classes, earn credits. They're more likely to attend school regularly, have better social skills, show improved behavior, and adapt well at school. And they're more likely to graduate and go on to post-secondary education. Well, the Debbie K. Kellogg Foundation uh, a little while ago did a survey of about 1,000 parents. and. 98% of parents understand they have an important role to play in their children's education. But what the study also found was that parents saw their impact diminishing as the kids got older. And I know it's tempting to believe once things like algebra and chemistry start showing up in the class schedule, you think maybe I'm not the best you know, positioned person to help them. And if they're making that transition from, you know, from high school to college and that's not when you've gone, you thought there's someone else better suited to help them on this journey. But it's not true. It will never be true. No one is more 
impactful on helping guide your children toward the future than you because the odds will always be in your favor. If you look at the odds, the average student to teacher ratio in Las Cruces Public Schools is 1 to 14, but when kids get older, they have one teacher for one class. So the odds change. We have wonderful high school counselors doing an amazing job, but they are responsible for 400 students. Of course, the principal is you know, over an entire campus, but based on the average uh, family size in Doniana County, you will always be the loudest, closest voice to help them guide on that journey. Now, it is important to understand, as our kids get older, you know, we start out, if you think of education as the car you're driving into the future, it is true that, you know, we are in the driver's seat making those decisions early on, what programs to be a part of, where to go to school. But as they get older, we just simply need to shift over to the passenger seat to help them as navigators and obviously prayer warriors. Um, and in Proverbs 22, uh, 22, it says, direct your children on the right path. And when they're older, they'll not leave it. And this is the part where we all have a role to play. Students, parents, teachers, people in the business community, people who work with our families in this community, this church, we all have a role to play. Over the past two years, an unprecedented set of people has been working together on this issue about workforce. Everybody who's part of the continuum, the people who provide education, training dollars, the chamber, uh, uh, the people who serve those who face barriers to employment, all having a conversation about what is going on here as it relates to workforce development. What are we missing? And, and, and one of the things that we found when we partnered with another organization called Innovate Educate, they presented for us, next slide please, they presented for us a picture based on jobs that were being advertised in our region, because we know there's lots of people who work outside of Dunyan County. So as a region, they identified our top 10 industries based on jobs being advertised, and this was a couple years ago. Um, so if you look across the bottom, that's percentage of growth. If you look up down, that's how much money you make in those industries. Well, to no one's big surprise, healthcare is our biggest, fastest growing, best paid industry. And there are others, professional scientific services, wholesale trade. I don't know if you know, we have a $1.2 billion engine on our southern border down there. Education services, that's a public sector job industry that needs a thriving private sector. And if you remember all the budget cuts that were three years in a row, the educational people suffered when we didn't have a thriving private sector. You've got construction, administrative support, and waste management. That's a little bit public sector. Retail trade, uh, arts, entertainment, recreation, accommodation, and food services. So, so based on what's being advertised, these were the top 10 industries for growth. But here's the problem. Next slide. There's our median income, and there's our poverty level. So our top 10 industries would drag down our already low median income and put more families in working poverty. Well, we were not content that this be the story of Doniana County. We have economic development plans that have identified some industries, next slide, that are here. They're here now. They offer jobs with career progression. They offer good living wages. They have potential for growth if we can produce more people qualified in them. Healthcare, defense, agriculture, and that is value-added agriculture. Digital media, advanced manufacturing, transportation and logistics, energy and aerospace. These were, these were identified as industries in all of our economic development plans that said this is who we want to be as a community when we grow up. 
And if we want this to be the story of our future, we have to change everything all at the same time. Next slide, please. You have to move everything. Across the bottom, you need to have good policy. Policy is sustainability. The lawmakers need to understand what we're trying to accomplish and line up legislation that supports it. We need to have the business community lead. They must lead in preparing their workforce. If you want to close the soft skills gap, get in a classroom. So we call the business community to, to engage in this process through what we call the five ships, leadership. That's co-designing curriculum, getting into, getting into a, a relationship with a class to co-design projects where you can teach the soft skills along with the knowledge. Mentorship, get in the life of a kid. Get in a classroom, bring a classroom to you. Internships, that's how most of us learned was on the job. Apprenticeships, training programs that lead up to a specific job, and that's very heavily used in the trades, but it can be used anywhere. And then externships for teachers. What if we invited a teacher into our work environment for a couple of weeks in the summer and showed them what was real and relevant, then they take what they saw into their classroom to affect 150, 200 kids. The business community has the power to solve its problem. We must be STEM proficient as a community, science, technology, engineering, and math. You throw the A in for arts because you need to be a good communicator and the H in for health because of how important it is to us. And if we can get more people that are STEM proficient, that sets us up for, for success. And, and I know that everybody thinks that STEM is for like, you know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, but if you have a cell phone, STEM is for you. Have you played with Legos ever? STEM is for you. Oh wait, go back, go back, I'm not done. Go back, okay. So, so then we have to mobilize the four levers of change. You gotta get kids across the high school finish line, but then they have to cross at least one more before they go into the workforce for, for good. But by no means need it be only one more. Career certifications, two-year degrees that are available at Dunyana Community College. They have value in the world of work. They may have more value than some four-year degrees. And you wanna take tools like the early college high school model, the dual credit college level courses available to high school students, the career and technical education pathways that everybody thinks that's not for my kid. Uh, no, it better be for your kid because those things graduate kids at 100% too because they have information tied with application. So you use those tools to get kids college access as fast in high school or right after as possible, then you get them to across another finish line. Even if they're going on to four-year university, the, the majority of students at four-year university are also working. Why not put them in a position to earn more with the time they have by giving them one of these earlier certifications on their way? Thanks to the fact that we have a relationship between Dunyan and Community College in New Mexico State, they have this new thing called Aggie Pathways that puts people in a position to be more, more successful by leveraging the assets of the system. You know, maybe you need to start out at DACC with a couple of classes to get your legs up under you so that you have a strong foundation to finish your four-year degree or higher. And then we have millions of dollars that come into our community through, the, through workforce solutions, workforce connections that are intended to help those who face barriers to employment. What if we mobilized all that toward a comprehensive approach to workforce development? We would change culture. We would become a culture of high expectations a culture of completion, a culture of lifelong learning. And we would change the story about what it means to grow up in Dunyana County because this would be the best possible place to raise a child. So for each of our industries, now we're ready. For each of our industries, we built a workforce pathway. And let me just explain it. 
And I started with healthcare because it's, it's the biggest. If you look across the bottom, if you just want to touch a patient, there are a million jobs in healthcare that have nothing to do with touching a patient. But if you just want to touch a patient, the minimum thing you need is a certified nursing assistant certification. And, you know, the pay is not that great, but you can use it on the way to something else. The, the patient care tech, a little higher level of care, the hospitals prefer that, a little more money. But then you get into that two-year certification, the techs, the, the rad tech, the x-ray tech, the surgical tech, the, the uh, physical therapy assistant, the associate degree nurse. The money gets a little bit better. And, of course, we have bachelor degree nurses. We have graduate students in nurse practitioner and physician's assistant. And, you know, of course, becoming a doctor. But see, if you look at the top, we have all the educational assets in place to do this. We have healthcare pathways, career and technical education pathways in our high school. We have a medically focused early college high school. We have a relationship between the public schools and Doniana Community College to pr provide the dual credit courses so they can get there faster. Doniana Community College produces the certifications and the two-year degrees that we need in this industry. We have New Mexico State, we have regional resources to produce the graduate levels, and we even have the Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine to create doctors. So you can be born in Doniana County and become a doctor and you never left town. How many communities have this? Now, what if life got in the way? What if something shut down your education? You didn't finish high school, maybe you did, but you took a class or two. You know, how do you get back into the, out of this pathway? How can you take advantage? Well, it's possible that the New Mexico Workforce Connections Office can help. It's possible. So they provide tuition assistance to those who qualify. They can provide on-the-job learning experiences in addition to job placement. And then the work-based learning, the part that we haven't been doing well, and I'm sorry, this says Excel, but they've changed the name and it's ACE, so please forgive me, but, but you know, in high school, you can do internships to work in the world of work. In a, me in a medical facility under, under 18, it's hard to do that. You can volunteer, but you know what? You volunteer in, the, in a hospital and you understand what is required to be successful in a medical environment. If students are in college and they're, they're working, they need to be paid because they are almost all the time supporting their education. And then of course, you know, when you get to the graduate level work, you have residency. So now, no matter where I am, if I'm an educator, if I'm at Workforce Connections, if I'm in the business community, I know what my role is. But here's the thing, if I'm a parent, if I'm a student, here's the map. This shows me how far in my education I need to go to become what I wanna become and to earn what I wanna earn. This silly graphic is changing the world. Let me show you one more. Aerospace and defense are two of our industries, but their characteristics are very common. So, and we threw space in there because of spaceport, because that's like a real thing that's really coming on. So we have all the educational assets we need to be successful in these industries, and there are real jobs that pay real money. And what is interesting about these industries, if you look at the very bottom, the trades and technicians, welders, HVAC, shop fabricators, the technical jobs, they start at the median income. You'll never be in working poverty in those industries, right? That's, that's why academic outcomes have economic impacts, because where you're trying to go can put you in a position to be successful. And we need the two-year degree techs. We need the four-year degree in higher physicist, chemist, engineer. And we also want to produce little baby entrepreneurs in these industries. We have the Arrowhead Center over at the NMSU campus that is an incredible hotbed for starting new business. It's not just for New Mexico State students. It's, they, they're launching new businesses across the state. So, so we have everything we need to be successful here, but we didn't know. 
and we weren't taking advantage, and we didn't have the relationships, but you know what? We do now. So we wanted to make sure our families have the information that they need about this to be successful. So we started a little website. Next slide, please. It's called NewMexicoTrueTalent.org. It's barely there. I, it's going to be something far more when we get some grant funding to, to build this thing out. But you know the New Mexico True campaign that talks about all these great resources in New Mexico from a tourism perspective? Why well, submit to you our people are our greatest resource, and we want them to know that they are New Mexico's true talent and that we have the resources here to, to be successful, to make living in New Mexico a great thing. So we put some links to free information. Uh, some of the information available, next slide, is on career exploration. How do you line up your interests, your abilities, your natural giftedness with, with careers? This little tool that our state has turns out to be one of the best in the country. And the link to that is available on truetalent.org, on NewMexicoTrueTalent.org. There's a tool called Why I Work. Why I Work was developed by an intern working at the Department of Workforce Solutions that helps make money real. You, it, it asks you a series of 10 questions sort of about the lifestyle you envision having, having when you grow up. And then it gives you a financial cost of that. And, and then it's doing the math. And when you get to the end, you go, holy smokes, I need to make $60,000 to live like that. So it makes money real. And I tell the story all the time. When I was 18 years old, I was working for Exxon. I had to wear pantyhose and dresses every day. And they were paying me $1,000 a month. Well, who could ever need more money than $1,000 a month, ever? Why do I need to go to college, right? Because money didn't have value to me. Because you can live on $1,000 a month if you live at home with your parents and they pay for everything. <laughs> but it's a really poor sustainability strategy later. Okay, so there's another tool there that helps people understand what jobs pay through salary.com. There's a link to another tool that helps you say, okay, now that I know where I'm trying to go, where are the colleges that can help me to get there? So we have these resources available through NewMexicoTrueTalent.org, and um, when you guys go out, um, if you want to find the pathways, uh, there's a table along the back wall in the foyer where I've provided the pathways. Each, each pathway is different, but New Mexico True Talent is the same on the other side. So if this is of help to you or to your students, um, feel free to go grab those. Um, then there's other things that our, 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 our folks need to know. We call these employability and leadership skills. Showing up on time and every day is a big deal to employers. It puts you head and shoulders above the rest. And helping our young people understand the importance of that is incredibly valuable. Helping people understand the impact of social media and being thoughtful about what you post on social media, it is a factor because employers look at social media feeds when they're looking at candidates. Jo uh, drug and alcohol convictions can shut down paths to employment, not because you're not the most qualified candidate in the room, but because the insurance company won't let them hire you. It's important that we are able to communicate well, written and verbally. But then there's this incredibly valuable life lesson. Did you know that failure's not an option? It's an inevitability. Everybody starts something and fails at it somewhere along the line, but do you use that moment in time to define failure, or do you find your way out of it? They call that problem solving, critical thinking. Scripture says perseverance produces character. Well, employers love this, the ability to, to overcome an obstacle. They call it iterative thinking, and they're hungry to see that in candidates because that's where inspiration leads to innovation and creates disruptive technologies. It's at the heart of the risk taker, the entrepreneur who wants to start a new business. They see something that's never been done before. They've got a new technology. And the wonderful thing about little baby entrepreneurs is they will hire people to implement their vision. 
it's important to not be afraid to pursue hard things like STEM. STEM is life. It just is. And, and STEM is transforming every industry. Um, in, in the country, 20% of all jobs today require some proficient, like a like specific, specific proficiency in STEM skills, but that number's getting higher. But across the board, 50% of all STEM jobs don't require a four-year degree. And regardless, STEM jobs pay 10% more than non-STEM jobs. So STEM is, is an important thing. And interestingly enough, we have an incredible set of STEM resources in our community. Thanks to the work that the New Mexico State University Colleges of Education and Engineering do, students from kindergarten to high school and beyond have access to STEM resources here in in-school, out-of-school, uh, online programs. So, so, you know, maybe you're sitting here, you're not a student, you're not a parent, you're not raising, you know, grandkids, whatever, you know, do you think you are now off the hook because you don't really have a role to play? Well, no, sorry, because according to Strata Network and the Gallup uh, industry, those who completed a four, uh, any level of college, next slide, please, um, those who completed any level of college identified the most helpful source of information for them was someone with experience in the field. 80 to 85 percent of people said that was who helped them. Now, unfortunately, high school counselor and college counselors showed up at the least helpful, not because they're not wonderful people, it's just not their job anymore. It's, it's far larger than that. Somebody who's been there, and I have noticed, people like to talk about themselves. So is there somebody a little bit behind you or somebody that's trying to find their way? We know that children cannot become what they cannot see. Is part of your calling to share your world, your work, your journey with somebody else, maybe somebody younger? So you see, we do all have a role to play in this. So what I've shared with you is the path forward for us as a community. It's not just about building workforce talent for industries. This is a path to economic transformation of our community. So what can you do leaving here today? Well, we have some very practical next steps. I'm very grateful that some of my friends have joined us today, and they are out at that table on the far side of the, of the foyer. Um, if you would like information about the career and technical education programs that Doniana Community College offers, and if you've never toured that East Mesa campus, the Espina campus, the labs that they have, y'all need to do that. Those things are a gem that we have in this community. But they have information about their programs. Um, the New Mexico College of Engineering is here with information about what they do and what they offer. If you are, um, if you're wanting to start a business or you want your children to be exposed to some entrepreneurship training programs, there's a wonderful program called InnoVenture, all that takes place at the Arrowhead Center. And Kathy Hans from the, from the Arrowhead Center would be happy to talk to you. They have specific things for uh, ag and medical. They have ag sprint, health sprint. They have a bunch of very innovative programs that may be of interest to you. So the other thing, parents, do you connect your calling to the work that you're doing? And if you do, do it. Do it for your kids so they can see it. Live it out loud. And remember that, you know, it is your responsibility. Teach your children. No one is going to be closer than you. Study their bents. Understand their interests, their abilities, and how that might apply to them in the world of work one day. And point them toward their calling as arrows. Understand the educational options that are available to you and to your children in school, out of school, online, and more. Encourage your high school students to take college-level dual-credit courses, but not dual-credit to nowhere. 
dual credit that is aligned to a college completion point so they can hit it as, as fast and efficiently and effectively as possible. Continue to help them navigate toward their futures uh, as a co-pilot, not a helicopter parent. <laughs> Students, find your pathway. We've given you eight to start with, but if that's not where you're trying to go, that's okay. Use that as a template for your journey to line up the resources that are available to you to get where you're trying to go and then never lose sight of the target. Cross the high school finish line, but don't stop there. Cross at least one more, and it need not only be one more if you don't want it to be. Do everything you do, yes, everything, as unto the Lord. Because when you offer nothing but your best, it sets you head and shoulders above the competition. If you're pursuing a degree now, finish it as quickly and efficiently as possible. It'll cost you less in the short term, and it will ensure well, in the short term, it'll ensure you finish, and it'll cost you less in the long term. And it increases your earning power if you earn multiple degrees on the way, like multiple short, you know, career certification to your on the way. To our educators, thank you so much for the work that you do on behalf of our families in this community. You are helping children become the things that they cannot see as well. And there may be more resources available to you than you know. If I can be of help through the Bridge of Southern New Mexico, um, please reach out to me through our website. If you own or lead a business here, what can you do to bring a young person into your work environment? Do you know that New Mexico ranks 51st in youth employment? For no good reason. We need young people to come in and experience the world of work so that they know how to be successful in it. Are you a mentor to anybody? There's always somebody a little bit behind you on the way. You know, as a church family, we have a significant role to play in this community. And yes, that must be spiritual. It is the foundation for any good thing that will come. However, what we have before us now is a path for economic transformation. Setting people free from the lack of knowledge that has presented a perception of lack of opportunity here that was not real. And it has stifled the future for our children and families. So if what was shared today is of, of help to somebody share it, share it with others. Um, you can follow The Bridge on Facebook. Um, my webpage is available, thebridgeofsmm.org. I think there's a slide, there you go. But, but I wanted to tell you, you know, and why, do you th why do I personally think we would be successful in this? Why do I believe that if we're all working together on this that we could make change? Because we already did. Once upon a time in our community, half of our students finished high school. Across our county, half of our students were dropping out. Today, we have the highest graduation rates in the state. That's called needle-moving change. It's when we all got serious about kids graduating high school and then worked together to make that happen. And so for us, this workforce piece is the logical next step. So I leave you with this. How can you serve God in your generation? Personally, in your family, in your workplace, in this church, and in our community. As you step out and step into whatever that answer is, I can't wait to see what will happen in Las Cruces, Dunyana County, New Mexico, because I believe with all my heart this will become the best possible place to raise a child. Let's pray. Lord God, you have done a mighty work in the Mesilla Valley, and this is your valley to do with as you choose, Lord. We thank you for the people who are here, who are committed to this community. They are committed to the lives of others around them. Lord God, we thank you for the privilege of serving you, the privilege of serving others. Lord God, 
where can we best serve you in this generation? Where would you use us to advance your will, Lord God? May we see around us opportunity. May we see all that is available to us. May we help others access that. Lord God, I thank you for the, I thank you for the path. I thank you for these pathways that are showing our, our families and our children the, the way forward. And Lord God, we just want you to be glorified. We want spiritual revival, Father. It is the foundation for anything good that will come. But Lord, we see now that economic revival is possible for our families to set them free from these limitations that poverty brings. Father God, set this community free. And Lord, may we be faithful to do as you direct us. For your glory, Lord, and for your good. Amen.